This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the decision-making process for companies looking for an agency. Here to speak with me is Lucas Balossi, who is the Partner and Chief Experience Officer at Barrel, an agency working with brands to grow their businesses through website design, development, and optimization. Lucas has helped shape the agency's culture and processes while continually seeking innovative ways to collaborate with clients and help them succeed. He has published over 300 posts about his journey leading an agency team, e-commerce, and other life experiences on his blog, lucasballacy.com. Lucas also writes a weekly newsletter called Borrowed, Learned, and Thought, where he explores insights and lessons learned. Lucas, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Great to be here. Now, Lucas, before we explore today's topics, I'd love to learn more about you. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in your career and what led you to Barrel? Yeah, so um, I won't go too, too far back, but I got into design through music at an early age. I was playing music and trying to figure out how to promote it. So I started making websites and posters and everything that goes along with that. And that's really how I found design, which is what took me into uh, focusing on design in college. I went to Tyler School of Art, Temple University, and you know, quickly found after college that I really wanted to get into digital. I'd taken a job in New York, um, actually an interior design firm, and was really looking for that path into digital, start making websites professionally, and joined Barrel. I actually came in as a freelance designer and uh, have been working with Barrel for the last 10 years. Um, and I really enjoyed you know, working alongside the partners to see where we want to take the agency, how we want to build out new services, and ultimately how we can better serve our clients um, with the work that we do. That's a great story. Now, today we want to talk about the, the decision-making process of companies looking for an agency. Have you seen any changes or trends in that process um, lately? Yeah, I mean, and it seems to be, you know, something we're feeling. And I've talked to some folks at other agencies, and um, I think what it comes down to is everyone is just really scrutinizing budgets, you know, thinking about where money is going, um, and that's just led to, you know, what we've seen the process slowing down a ton. Um, and so even when clients come to us, like you know, they want to move really fast, we move fast with them. Um, we might even get an approved scope. But then it might take, you know, a month or two to get that scope signed, you know, just talking it through with the team. And so we've just had to learn to be very patient and, you know, see how much we can help clients make that decision throughout the process. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think companies have slowed down after they made a decision who to work with? Yeah, I mean, as we've, you know, all seen in the news, um, how much our uh, purchase patterns have changed. And I think consumers are more uh, deliberate about what choices they're making, how they're spending their money, which is obviously impacting brands. Um, and so in turn, I think brands are saying, hey, how do we turn things around for a lot of them? They might be seeing conversion rate falling. Um, they might just be seeing changes in their business and they're trying to figure out how to move forward. But they're taking very deliberate steps on how to do that and you know, making sure that whoever they work with is going to help them get there. And, you know, there are a lot of agencies out there. So I think that coupled with the number of options 
can just make it hard to figure out the right decision, the right move, and just draw out the process much longer than we've seen in the past. Yeah, you just mentioned there obviously are a lot of agencies out there and and sometimes it's very hard to differentiate what the difference is between the agencies in regards to service offerings. Is that something that from your experience and when you talk to other uh, people at agencies that confuses clients or makes that process more difficult? Yeah, it actually, you know, it sometimes comes up um, in a very transparent way. The client will just ask us um, and then other times you can kind of sense it. Um, and it's a conversation we have quite a bit internally, you know, constantly thinking about, you know, what, what is our positioning? What is our edge? Um, you know, who are we being? We try to find out as much as possible who is involved in the consideration process, what other agencies are looking for. So, you know, the short answer is yes, it comes up and it's something we're talking about a lot. Now, with this longer process now, how have you adapted to adapted to that situation? It, it's kind of like in dating, right? You, you meet someone, you're really head over heels and you want to see the <laughs> next day again. But yeah. it might be better to play it a little bit cool, a little bit slower. And that can sometimes be difficult, right, to do that. Yeah. So it's not the same. You had a great first meeting. You almost want to say, Let's sign on the line. Let's get started. But, you know, you know that mm -hmm. they have to go through their due diligence too and then have to potentially interview other agencies. What do you guys do to kind of slow down a little bit and, and then not overwhelm the prospect? Yeah, I think, you know, at the top of, at the highest level, it's really about, you know, going slow and adding value from the beginning. Um, and so we've really learn that it's, you know, it's not worth it to chase the sale. Um, and so we take that time up front to talk to the client, learn about what they're trying to achieve. Sometimes that means follow-up conversations with different stakeholders, um, getting more folks from our team to advise them. And if we, you know, ultimately we feel like if they leave the interaction with us with more than, you know, they came in with and they don't end up working with us, we're happy to have just added value. We'll probably talk about relationships in this conversation, but um, relationships are huge and invaluable. And so if we can just create a relationship in that first interaction or second interaction, we're happy with that. But then beyond that, I think it's, you know, also getting creative with how we can bring more unique things to our proposal. So a lot of that has come down to doing like initial auditing, even talking with tech partners and ideating on how we could help the brand to bring those ideas to the proposal. Um, and just, you know, helping the brand sh show the brand that we're thinking on the initial ask. And, you know, thinking about other things that could help them achieve their goals. Um, but it's funny you brought up dating because one lesson I think is, you know, when you have that first or second date, you don't want to be texting them every single day and, you know, bombarding them with uh, communication. However, we've learned with clients, they actually tend to like those follow-ups. And so we've been gotten much better about following up weekly with clients who are still kind of making a decision um, or, you know, we don't even know what's going on. They just kind of gone dark. Um, and those follow-ups often help them kind of keep the conversation moving on their side, keep us updated. And in some ways make it that they don't have to worry about communicating with us because we're communicating with them. Um, so that's been a fun lesson, uh, more recently. Interesting. Now, what are the key factors that companies consider when selecting an agency? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned um, the relationship a second ago, and I think, you know, at the top of all of this, I'll say when you come in with that warm introduction, that is probably the best thing 
you know, in your favor. And so for us, that's always a huge factor and uh, that we see. And when clients, you know, have somebody they trust bring us into the conversation, a lot of boxes have been checked right out of the gate. Beyond that, um, you know, I would say agency background and proven track record. You know, how has the agency done similar work for other brands? Uh, pricing, how they approach the, the problem and the process in which they do it. Generally, the rapport with the client. So how do those first interactions go? Does it feel good in the gut? And that goes the same for how we you know, think about the client. Relevant work, um, how much they can scale with the, with the agency. But also, will they have to have the agency engaged? You know, that's an interesting one because clients want a partner they can scale with, but they also don't want to need them the whole way through. Um, and so, and that's often what we see is that can we still manage day to day and how can you help scale with us? Um, and then I would say timeline, just, you know, if there's an urgent timeline and, and, um, you know, something on the horizon, can they meet it? Um, and then just overall promptness and, you know, being responsive and communicative, communicative. Um, during those early interactions are, are really helpful in leaving a positive impression about how it will be to work together. Yeah, yeah. Now, the process of in a company engaging an agency is as much for them to find out about the agency as it is for the agency to find out about the company. Because from an agency perspective, you want to make sure that there is a good fit between the agency and the company, that you can really help them, that going to be fun to work with them. No one wants to work with someone where there is tension or, you know, there's a, you can look ahead and it's like, this is really going to be a great engagement. From an, from an agency perspective, when you talk to prospects, do you work off a list of questions that you go through in order to identify, you know, what they're really looking for? Because quite often, you know, clients might not be as open with the information As, as you would like them to give them exactly what they need. Yeah. I mean, I come to every new business call with kind of a list of bullets of things I want to make sure we cover. I tend to do that because the, the questions can, you end up reciting the question out of your notes and it sounds like an interview. Um, so I try to have that bulleted list and just have a casual conversation with them um, and really dig into what they're trying to achieve. I think one flag is always when clients aren't willing to get into those details um, and they just want to understand who we are like right out of the gate and, you know, won't indulge, you know, indulge us in talking through um, some of those points. And so that's what we try to do on our first call um, and using that list as a guide. And then, you know, from there, sometimes you come to a different conclusion than, you know, maybe the client came in saying they need a website redesign, but, You know, you're like, the website's actually fine. Maybe it just needs some optimization, but they're doing nothing in the email marketing, you know, side of things. So we can add value there. So it's, it's really kind of taking that exploratory approach from the start and trying to understand really what's going to move the needle for them. Now, how do you deal with prospects that are not open? So you get on a discovery mm -hmm. call and obviously, ideally, from an agency perspective, you want to find out what they're looking for. Right. What are their problems? Who are you working with currently? All these questions for you to get a better understanding of where they are and then being able to tailor what you tell them about yourself, about your agency. Okay. What do you do if they're not open? If there's like, you know what? Just tell me about yourself. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There, it hasn't happened in some time. And I, there's been a tactic that has been 
seem to be working um, so far seems to be working well, which is during those first intros, I'll ask them to themselves and get a quick background on who they are, what they're trying to do. And then in my intro, I'll just do a quick overview of barrel. Um, and this takes like, you know, five minutes, but I've seen that it seems to me that that tends to just kind of get it out of the way and open the door to going into more about their issues and, you know, what they're trying to achieve. However, you know, another piece to this is, you know, learning the hard lesson in the past is setting agenda prior to that first call. And then also making sure if we're going to get into anything that is, you know, the client might be uncomfortable sharing, getting an NDA in place, you know, prior to that call. Um, and if that comes up on the call, because we didn't do that, uh, we might just even end the call early and then have a follow-up once the NDA is in place, you know, to go deeper into what they're trying to achieve. So that's kind of how we've dealt with it. Uh, we've definitely seen it and had some, you know, awkward situations on calls that we've had to work through. Um, but we've tried different things to try to move past that. Interesting. Now, what are red flags for you when you're talking to a prospect? Yeah, I think um, it's funny. I, I made a blog post not too long ago about flags that you see when you are interviewing clients, you know, when you're talking to, sorry, clients and employees, the parallels between employees and prospective clients and some of the things that you see in those situations. Um, and on the client side, I think it's, you know, their overall uh, understanding of past agency relationships and if they are you know, talking about all the issues that they've had with agencies, it's generally a flag and just, you know, they have some perspective already that it's hard to work with agencies and you're going to have to work really hard to turn that around, especially if they don't acknowledge how they may have been involved in, in those challenges. You know, I think talking about other coworkers or the company and just speaking negatively about what it's like to work there, I could share some kind of crazy stories about how that's happened after signing the client, um, just makes everyone uncomfortable. And, um, you know, even if we're having a good experience, it kind of hurts the, the general morale in the project. You know, one thing that we've you know, talked quite a bit about is how many agencies are actually going to be competing for this work. Um, and I would say most of the time, if it's more than three or four, we might just back out completely just because it's, you know, shows that the client's talking to so many partners, there's no plans to shortlist uh, the agency group, you know, very quickly. Um, sometimes we might just share some initial thoughts and see if they, you know, are interested, but this kind of shows indecisiveness or lack of commitment to the project. A few other things like multiple stakeholders uh, involved that we don't have access to, you know, won't share challenges that they've seen with the current agency, fear of working with agencies, I kind of talked that earlier. And then, you know, expecting that the project at hand will single-handedly achieve all of their goals. Um, you know, I know we kind of work on two different sides of the, the customer journey. And if there's no paid marketing efforts and they're expecting the site to 10x their sales in a few months, you know, what, what's realistic here and, and what levers can we actually pull as an agency on our side? And then I think, you know, one thing that comes up is just around design. Um, and so if, you know, clients are really overstating the significance of a design that has to be a certain way, um, but they can't speak to what that design is. They don't have references. You know, that's sometimes a flag for how that project might go um, because design is so subjective. And so, you know, we want to make sure we kind of 
get that out of the way early on and really understand their vision before we get started. Okay. Now we looked at the agency side. So what are the right tracks for agencies? If we flip it around, mm-hmm. you have any, any ideas on the, on the, on the client side or on the, on the company side when they're interviewing an agency, what they should look out for in order to not get another bad agency? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing is definitely whatever uh, metrics or uh, success stories they're claiming, just kind of digging in there with them and understanding how the work led to those results. Um, because I feel like these days you see a lot of numbers, a lot of these success stories. You know, within every business, there's going to be different metrics that matter. There's going to be all sorts of things that impact those numbers. And so just really understanding the agency's part in that. Um, and I think on top of that, you know, a logo wall with a lot of big brand names, just understanding how did they work with those brands? What do they do? Um, and understanding that scope of work. You know, I think there's probably some obvious things around communication. You know, are they quick to get back? Are they asking good questions? Do they seem interested in, in working with you? Or is it really about trying to sell their services without really understanding who you are? And, you know, that goes back to kind of every business's KPIs and what's important to their customers. Uh, if the agency is spending time understanding that, you know, they might be taking kind of a boilerplate approach, um, which might not get them where they need to be ultimately. You know, I talked about this, you know, digging into the client logo wall, but also just experience. Um, you know, who have they worked with in the past? Do they have, you know, partnerships within the ecosystem that you're working with? Um, can they speak to that? Um, I think that's, you know, probably the big ones that come through for me. Uh, maybe, you know, an unwillingness to share references or no access to past clients is probably also a flag. Interesting. You mentioned stakeholders a second ago. How does the decision-making process change when there are different stakeholders involved? Yeah, I mean, we try to figure out right out of the gate who's going to be involved in the decision-making process. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said there weren't you know, interactions in the past where we have really good back and forth with who we think is the key stakeholder. And then we get to the proposal presentation and the CEO joins and it suddenly has all these ideas and you realize you didn't have the right person in the room to talk through the goals. Um, and so that's a problem. And so we, uh, what we see is that the, you know, when it comes to the decision-making process, it's important to take the time with the folks who are going to make that decision and try as hard as possible to get access to them. You know, it's not that we don't want to trust who we're talking to, but sometimes they interpret things a little bit differently or, you know, they haven't had the right conversation with the founder or CEO. Um, and so that just puts whatever work we do at risk up front because we may be kind of marching toward the wrong, you know, the wrong goal. Interesting. When a business struggles to choose between multiple agencies, you know, you, you talked earlier about when a company is reviewing or looking at more than three or four agencies, they might not be really clear at what they're looking for, or there might be some red flags. How can a company get clarity on who to go with, who to best work with, if they have multiple agencies that, that on paper and then after going through questions pretty much look alike? Yeah, I think you know, trying to understand what the factors they're weighing are um, and of those, what matters most, you know, really taking the time to just, you know, be transparent, open up with them and get them to kind of talk to you about what's getting in the way of making this decision. If you're able to do that, I think it's just being honest about 
whether or not you can deliver on that better than those other agencies and show them, um, that might be doing some, uh, you know, ideation or uh, depending how much you're looking for the deal, maybe surprising them with a quick mock-up of something. Um, but then if you can, I think, you know, it's okay to be honest and say, hey, like, this is where we can, we can have value and, you know, be okay with losing that deal. I know that's probably not the, the best answer, but I do think it goes a long way in just showing, hey, this is, you know, this is how we think we can help. And if this is what matters most to you, you know, you might be better off going with this other agency who focuses there. Um, so I would say that's if you can be the one helping make the decision, that can be a pretty cool position to be in. You know, because again, going back to building those relationships, building trust, um, that's someone that, you know, will always remember that. Interesting. Now, you mentioned a second ago, um, creating, you know, helping them make a decision by creating, you know, a small design or a small piece. How much do you invest when you engage with a prospect in winning that prospect as a new client? So what I mean by investing is what documentation do you prepare for them in advance before they start paying you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, I think where we've gone is more about investing the time on the calls up front to really understand what they're trying to achieve and make sure whatever we put in front of them for a proposal is going to, you know, hit the mark. Yeah, and, and the key thing is qualification here. So whoever's coming to the door that you decide to even approach, um, you want to make sure it's a right fit. You know, you want to make sure that you're... Um, you feel like you can add value. And if all those things are, are checked off, then, you know, we're comfortable with taking the time to come up with some ideas about how we can, you know, help them build the business beyond just the website. You know, maybe there's a retention marketing opportunity. Uh, maybe there's certain tech platforms that could help them. And so we'll bring those ideas to the table and put them in our proposal. And that does take some time. You know, I think realistically, there are patterns that we've, you know, been able to match across different, um, different clients. And so some of that stuff can be captured. We also have an arsenal of research. We have a program, D2C Patterns, where we're purchasing products every month from brands who are, you know, very similar to the clients that we work with. And we document that whole experience on our website, give that research away for free. But we learn a ton of that, of that, and of, uh, we do a lot of research in the process of that, that can then come back to things like proposals. And so we try to build these systems within the agency that make it easy to show value to our clients during that new business process. Um, and so even if we are investing, you know, a few hours working on the proposal, um, it's helping us as an agency and it's helping us, you know, with our current clients as well. Now, Lucas, before we come to the end of today's podcast episode, in your opinion, what holds the most significance for companies in the end when making decision on which agency to work with? You know, we always laugh in, in hiring employees, there's like a, a gut feel um, of whether it feels like this is the right fit. And I think ultimately that is huge. It's how you set expectations with the client in that early call. It's, you know, all the things that we've talked about that give them the confidence that they could enjoy working with the agency. They could help them and show value in what they're trying to achieve. At the end of the day, you know, it is just, a bunch of people working there. So I really think that that's important and they have to feel confident that they can, um, you know, have a good relationship. I think beyond that, you know, what I mentioned earlier is those relationships are critical. So if it's a warm introduction, um, that's going to be a huge value add from the start. And that could mean everything, um, regardless of the stuff that we've talked about today. 
that clearly makes a huge difference, right? Compared to when you when you're reaching out to someone cold, um, it's a much mm-hmm. longer process in getting them to a point where they are open to discussing how you, your agency, could be a resource for them. Compared to when someone says, "I work with these guys; they're amazing. They done X, Y, Z for my company." That's almost like in in soccer terms, it's a penalty, um, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you should you should have a good chance of scoring, so to speak. Lucas, thank you yeah. so much for joining me, joining me on the Performance Event Podcast and sharing your knowledge on the decision-making process for companies looking for an agency. How can people get in touch if they want to learn more about you and Barrel? Yeah, thank you. Um, so Barrel's website is barrelny.com. Definitely check that out. You can see a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. Um, and then, you know, as mentioned earlier, I have a blog and newsletter. You can find that at lucasfallacy.com. Um, and in that, I share a lot of the kind of experiments and ideas that we're working with as an agency. Um, and so you can dig into a lot of blog posts there to take a back, you know, behind the um, stage look. Perfect. As always, we'll leave that information in the show notes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the Performance of our podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at Symphonic HQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.